Greetings, fellow humanoids of Earth. Yes, Chris Carl here with the Lockdown Diaries, a daily podcast from lockdown in Spain. This is day 12 for the podcast. I think it's day 13 for the actual lockdown in Spain. We've we've now had it extended until the 12th of April. Possibly there'll be an extension after that. This podcast is all about just bringing you my points of view and what I'm seeing through my window and some little useful, I hope useful, tips and a bit of a laugh for you. What I saw through the window this morning was the local council cutting the grass. Not sure that's an essential thing that needs doing. However, I'm pretty sure the local council know a little bit more than I do, and certainly most of you probably know a little bit more than I do as well. Other than that, it has been very, very quiet through the window. I have discovered that by the time this is all over, I'm either going to be a very, very good cook or have an alcohol problem, and I am actually using wine when cooking. Eventually, I'm going to probably put some in the food. I've also taught myself to cook fettuccine alfredo, which is in fact just an adult version of mac and cheese. Now, Boris Johnson has tested positive for the virus and is now in isolation, possibly in a fridge, who knows? But if that's not bad enough, news, he's still running the country. All joking apart, of course, we do wish him and everybody else well. Stay safe. Now, one of the little features on this podcast is what celebs doing while in lockdown. Well, Madonna is using her time very fruitfully. There's a wonderful video on her Instagram account of her singing about fish fried fish because she's got no pasta left and bizarrely she's filmed it in her bathroom uh, while singing into a hairbrush like, like we all did when we were kids madonna singing about fish in her bathroom it's got to be seen to be believed Meanwhile, the actor Florence Pugh, she of Amy March in Little Women, she's been cooking up a storm, literally. Well, not a storm, but cooking up food, actually. The British actor has been uh, on the platform Instagram for a long time with lots of videos about cooking. There's a wonderful one for squash soup, should you want to know. Most of her videos are about 45 minutes long and delightful, and she's very, very enthusiastic about that. Check out Florence Pugh. Meanwhile, on Insta, Cardi B, rapper, singer, and part-time political app activist has been having a little bit of a a dig at celebrities. She's been rinsing them out for getting COVID-19 tested when they have absolutely zero symptoms. She says it's irresponsible and just highlights the inequality of the testing. You go, girl. All right, I think it's time for one of Chris's coincidences stories. And today's story involves a bit of karma. It'll get you in the end. Harry Ziegland, uh, who lived in Honeygrove, Texas, was a bit of a heartbreaker, a bit of a player. According to legend and according to this story, what is on the internet. In 1893, he broke up with his girlfriend. She was so devastated that she took her own life, leaving her family absolutely mortified and distraught. Her brother then took it upon himself to avenge his sister's broken heart and death and defend his family honour. So he basically challenged Ziegland to a duel. He shot him, but only actually grazed his face, uh, and the bullet instead lodged in a nearby tree. The brother, however, actually believed that he'd killed Ziegland as he'd fallen over from the blow. Uh, He was so upset about having killed somebody that that he then went on to take his own life, leaving his family even more upset. Quite a shocking story, but however, 20 years later, Ziegland, who'd broken up with a girlfriend and survived the bullet, decided he was going to cut down the tree in which the bullet had lodged itself. Uh, In order to make this a a bit of a fast the process, he used dynamite. The resulting explosion did take down the tree. It also discharged the bullet straight into Ziegler's head and killing him. Revenge might not have been quick, but karma gets you in the end. And tomorrow's coincidence story is going to be more of a conspiracy theory uh, about 9-11 and the X-Files. Looking forward to telling you about that. However, it is time for Chris's drama game suggestion for today, because I'm giving you lots of drama suggestions, uh, games that you can play with the children to keep you amused 
amused, occupied, entertained, and to get the old creative juices going, and hopefully not, but convincing the kids that they want to be actors when they grow up. However, we, we can play the games at home. This is quite a simple one. Set up about three chairs or two chairs, whatever you've got, in your living room, uh, and tell the kids that it's a park bench. One of them has to sit on a park bench. Imagine what the park looks like, maybe a duck pond in front of them, some trees, kids playing in the distance, whatever it is, and then get them to act out an exercise. It could be reading a paper, looking at their phone, playing the game on their phone or something like that. And then a second one has to be a passerby who can either stand nearby or sit on the bench. Their motivation, as we say, their motivation is to make the other person, the first person on the bench, laugh. Now, they can't make any physical contact. They can't get too close, like you can't now. And they, they've just got to make the other one laugh. And the other one's got to try not to. Once they laugh, you can either swap round or a third one, if you've got a third kid, the third one joins in and they move along and take it in turns to be the person on the bench and the laughter maker. That's your drama game for today. Let me know how you get on. I'd like to see some videos of all these games that uh, I'm offering up to you. Time for today's Binge Watch recommendation. And it's a silly one. It's far-fetched, it's silly, but there's seven series, plenty to go at. And it's called The Blacklist. And it's all about a fella called Raymond Red Reddington, a former US Naval Intelligence officer who, who disappeared 20 years earlier and became one of the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives. He bizarrely surrenders himself to the FBI uh, at the J. Edgar Hoover building quite dramatically and tells them that through his life as a crime fixer, he has a list of terrorists and dangerous criminals that they are, the government and the FBI are completely unaware about. He offers for uh, immunity, in exchange for immunity, he offers to share his blacklist with them, but on one condition. A rookie profiler called Elizabeth Keene is the only one he will report to. They don't understand why, but he, he says she's very special, and we find out as the series goes on why. There are lots of plot twists, lots of strange things going on. It is a little bit far-fetched, quite a lot, in fact, incredibly far-fetched. It is quite ridiculous, but there's a lot to go at it's a lot of fun and the most important thing about it is actually the acting from James Spader James Spader very very well-known actor known for playing some very quirky roles uh, you may even have seen him in the office the American version of the office you may have seen him in lots of other things he is quite sensational in this and it's just a delight to watch him on the screen uh, so there's plenty of plenty of episodes for you to watch there James Spader of course was in sex lies and videotape Stargate in the Avengers age of ultra and he's done a lot of really strange things as well and is well worth the watch that's the blacklist plenty of episodes to go out there and it's been on for a very very long time as i say and still going all right it is time for carlos white's pun of the day the punisher has shared this true life story with me he says this happened to him on his way to the supermarket today he was just outside the supermarket waiting to go in when a guy walked out and started throwing butter milk and yogurt at him and carlos said how dare he very good, Carlos. Very good. Uh, that is Carlos White's pun of the day. There'll be more tomorrow, and there'll be more of this podcast tomorrow. I'm having computer problems. Uh, my computer keeps shutting down, so I'm rushing through all this. I hope you enjoy it. I must say I'm getting a lot of comments from around the world. Hundreds of people every day tuning into this podcast, as if you're not suffering enough. Uh, but I do want to say thank you very much. You can catch me. If music is your thing, and you live on the Costa del Sol as I do, you can catch me on 93.6 FM. That's 93.6 Global 
Global Radio. I'm on, on Sunday morning from 8am to 10pm with Sunday mornings with me, Chris Carl. I'm also on Monday to Thursday, 10pm to midnight, bringing you more great music and a few laughs along the way and some tips to keep you going through the lockdown. Well, it's the weekend. Doesn't really mean very much, but I hope you have a good one. Do join me tomorrow for more Lockdown Diaries. You can check me out on Facebook and Twitter. Do join my Facebook page or leave a comment. Let me know what you think of this podcast because I don't get to see all the reviews, what with them being on Apple Podcasts as well, and you have to pay for that. Not doing that. So <laughs> if you want to tell me what you think of the podcast, please be kind. I am sat in a very small room on my own, and I do really appreciate the comments I'm getting. Thank you so much. If you want to get some information about the uh, lockdown in Spain, Global Radio, who I just mentioned, have a great website, www.global.fm. Updates on there. Once again, join me on Facebook and Twitter, The Lockdown Diaries. That is lockdown, all one word, The Lockdown Diaries. I'm Chris Carl. This has been The Lockdown Diaries for Friday, the 27th of March, 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Much appreciated. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Quedete en casa, as they say here in Spain, more or less. Thank you very much. And keep, keep being positive. See you all tomorrow, virtually at least.